on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Huge thanks to Swinburne and their support of Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia. All the best parts of Swinburne University of Technology brought to life in pixels. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. But Jack, you just continue to roll through the special guests and I think you've got another one alongside you right now. Oh, I do, Jack. And this... Well, for the Tiger fans out there that do pay attention in uh, social media and um, the world out there, there's an episode, there's a podcast called Pat's Chat, um, who, young Pat Nash, who's a, a rookie here at the club who um, has his own social media. He's he's had this duo on before, so he this is his absolute special duo. It's the, He would call us the Twin Towers, um, and I am joined in the hub tonight by Tom Lynch. Tom, welcome to Tiger Time. How uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on board. Absolute honour. I see you've got Dave Asprey on board. You've had who else you had on board? All the, the big boys. names. We had Lepper. Uh, Lepper would have been good. Yeah, Dion's going to be on the show later as well. Who's obviously uh, well, he fits into the same mould as you. I've developed a segment on the show called Two Timing Tiger, and it's a a tiger that has played for this week's opposition. And you, you've obviously co- uh, coached. You've obviously captained the the Suns who. We will have another show before that. Um, we are going to run a, a pre-record into Monday night. Monday night football will be at the, uh, against the Suns up at the Gabba. I want to take you back to um, to obviously when you when you made the decision to to, to come to the Tigers and and I mean you, you've come in in your first year and, and played in a premiership, so I probably couldn't have gone any better for yourself to playing 25 games as well. But what, what point of the year do you do you make the decision to? To, to look elsewhere and did you was it automatically Richmond that you decided you were going to come play for or was there other sides that you that were uh, were a chance as well uh, yeah initially with the um, decision I just wanted to be clear first and foremost whether I wanted to play Gold Coast or whether I wanted to look elsewhere so I tried to rather than sort of make that decision and then try and think who I'm going to play for um, yeah so I wanted to be pretty clear in my mind that I wanted to move on from Gold Coast, and that probably um, would have st- well halfway through the year would have thought, um, and I was out injured at the time, so it gave me time to really reflect and have a good think about what I want to do with my footy um, going uh, in the future. And um, yeah, clearly Richmond, I obviously would wanted to come to Richmond, love to go to Richmond, um, and the other two clubs I spoke to was Collingwood and Hawthorne, um, and they were, they were two amazing clubs, and um, I was super impressed by them. But yeah, I think. All along, Richmond was definitely um, choice one for me if it um, if Richmond was happy to have me and it sort of worked out. So um, yeah, but clearly Richmond was was a club that I wanted to come to, and it was um, yeah, it was just great when the sort of the deal went through and it all happened pretty easy in the end. And uh, well, I think I speak on behalf, and I know actually I speak on behalf of all Richmond people because I've probably been most directly affected by you coming to the football club. Is that we are loving you being here? Hey, but year one, you, you obviously no preseason. Um, coming in with the knee injury that you spoke about, which plagued 2016 for you. and Did you ever dream um, that you would have played 25 games in, in, a, in a full season, coming off literally maybe one main session leading into to season 2000, sorry, 2019? Uh, no. Well, I'd never played finals before, so I'd never played more than 22 games first and foremost. <laughs> yeah. So, um, But no, I didn't sort of set any obviously you want to play every game but it wasn't as though I 
at the start of the year, so I want to play every game. I was just trying to get up for round one. And, um, yeah, and that was, was touch and go, wasn't it? Because it was probably a, a school of thought from, from some side of the club that maybe obviously a big, big prized recruit um, coming in and had, had had minimal training sessions that maybe was better to, to rest you. But you ended up playing. Did, was that you pushing to play or was there, was there a discussion had to, to get you up there? Um, well, I think a week before I rang Dimmer and just said, um, it was obviously a Thursday night game, so I think the Saturday before I rang him and said, um, I want to play. Um, I didn't push too hard because I just got to the club, so I didn't want to be um, too boisterous too early. But I said, look, um, he said, what do you, how do you think you're going to go? I said, look, I don't think I'm 100% of my absolute maximum, but I think I can still perform um, okay and um, play a role in the team. I wasn't sort of setting myself to come out and have a blind or anything like that, but I still thought I could cont- contribute. So that was the main thing that I wanted to know. Um, I had to think about it if I... Because there's no point putting your hand up and you can't go out there and perform. So, um, yeah, I rang Dimmer and had a chat to him and he said he'd let me know. So I, it wasn't until Tuesday night, I think it was, when he rang me. So obviously before a Thursday game. So I was pretty late in the piece and, um, yeah, I was obviously very excited and, um, yeah so happy that he picked me in um yeah i was just a massive thrill to run out there on the thursday night and big games that i've sort of always watched on tv um carlton richmond and um a bit envious of the big crowds and things like that so yeah i was um i was very very happy when dimmer gave me the call and gave me the good news and one big game and and probably the the most influential game of 2000 and um 2019 for you was the the prelim final five goals um in, in a in a really come from behind victory um, I didn't get a kick that night, so I was absolutely wrapped that you stood up and yeah, you, kicked five. You did all right the week after. So. Well, I think you traded places. You, actually, you played all right in the granny, so you, you definitely played better than I did in that prelim final. But what sort of confidence does it give you for a, a player that hasn't played finals or hadn't played finals and, until that year to to then play finals and go out and perform like that and pretty much, not not pretty much, but be, be a, a very solid uh, reason why we were able to, to make it to grand final day. Yeah, and obviously, um, you never know. They talk about finals footy and things like that, and um, it was quite funny. A, a couple of boys before the, the obviously first final in Brisbane, um, and obviously the last three years, um, we have a club, have had a lot of success and played um, some big finals, so it was obviously my first time, and the boys were making jokes, said, oh, it's a completely different game now, finals, which um, put my sort of uh, mind at ease a little bit, that sort of the laughing nature of saying, look, it is just another game. Like, it is a final, we know that, but it's, um, it doesn't go up a ridiculous amount. You can still um, perform and do the same thing. So I think that sort of helped me and um, obviously went up to Brisbane and that was the first final and that was a very hostile crowd at the Gabba and um, Dusty played very well that day. And, um, but I think that gave me a bit of confidence that, yeah, I, I can play. Obviously, you're just playing against a very, good, very good side. Um, but we've, we had big games in the back half of the year that sort of gave me confidence that, um, I think the West Coast game, a lot of the boys walked off and I think talking to Shane Edwards, he goes, that felt like a final type environment um, in that round 21 game or 22, or whatever it was. So um, I think that gave me confidence. And moving on to this year, um, it's been a bit of an indifferent year for all of us, but, but yourself as well, uh, broken hand um, and then the da- mad dash. Well, I wouldn't say mad dash, the mad flight to, to get up here to, to get into the, to the hub. Uh, how... How fit were you going into that first week up here against Sydney when, when you, you did break your hand and have surgery and then 
obviously fly to get over the borders to just in time. Were you, were you, were you 100% fit? Were you 50% fit? And, and how confident were you in the, in the hand as well? Um, I was I was pretty obviously in the week. I wasn't sure if I was going to play, and then uh, main session it felt felt better than I sort of thought it would. I um, warmed into it um, into the session. We could mark pretty well, so um, that gave me a fair bit of confidence. Then obviously we did a bit of stuff on the Friday before the game, uh, a bit of pushing off and things like that, so that my hand would be okay. Um, yeah, and I, I felt pretty good. I was I was pretty tired throughout the game. I think it was all the um, anaesthetic and stuff you have early in the week and um, flying up and everything is a pretty big week. So um, in terms of my hand, it, it wasn't too bad. You, um, a couple of Panadol helps, and but I, I, I've sort of felt after the game I was a lot more fatigued than I usually would, and I uh, would have to attribute that to uh, all the week of flying up and all those things and going to a new environment like everyone is. So, um, But in the end, yeah, my hand was pretty good, and um, it's been fine since. And is there a mental aspect to that? Because, I mean, we both went through a little bit of a form slump there um, and, and post yours, obviously post the hand. Uh, is there Was there mental demons to try and get over the fact that, like I know I'm playing with a, a broken hand, so uh, I already feel a bit behind the eight ball or was it down the fact that sometimes you just don't get a kick? <laughs> uh, well, there was a bit of that. Obviously, wasn't getting near it, but I think um, oh, I think a little bit. In terms of marking the ball, as fine as more sort of the wrestle a lot of prep work you do before um, going for those marks that I didn't really want to get caught up as much with my hand in those. Um, you sort of get grabbing jumpers and things like that. Um, so that was probably limited to me the most. I sort of noticed it where it was hindered me rather than uh, marking things like that. And um, But I think it was, yeah, it's more that initial sort of wrestling uh, my opponent, opponent. Well, I've got two serious questions and then I want to get on to a few fun facts. But... Um, this show is about taking the Tigers inside um, inside the four walls, as every AFL player would say, and, and maybe giving them a little a little nugget or a little carrot that, that they don't know about. And, and for the people out there listening, one thing that Damien Hardwick-Dimmer is, is fantastic at is storytelling. And um, every week he, he, um, he tells the players a, a story, and a lot of the times they revolve around sport and, and, and other things. He's got a love for American sport, but... Um, I was going to ask you the question: Is what, what's over the journey now? The thirty odd games that you have played for the Tigers. What's your favourite dimmer pre-game, and can you give us a little bit of an insight into to what it meant to you? Um, in terms of gifts, I think the prelim, or definitely the prelim final. Um, so, sorry, you say gifts. So, what, like, was, what's what are some things that he has given us? Um, what's he given us? Is, few stubby holders, he'd, um, I think a couple of weeks ago, was the 1989 Ashes team. They obviously went over to England, um, was supposed to be the worst touring Australian squad of all time. They won 4-0. So he gave us a little stubby holder with 1989 um, on it, which was cool. Plenty of tops with, with Sergio Busquets. Um, as a, just, he plays his role every week um, for Bar- Barcelona. Uh, I think Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Um, so... Yeah, just little bits of gold. It's always not always the best player in the teams, but ones that always the teammates would want to play with. So um, the real role players in the team and makes other people better. So I think that's that's a lot of things he pulls out of other sports. But in terms of gift, um, oh, before the prelim final, I can't actually remember what the pre-game story was that day. But he um, gave everyone a record. Um, I think. I can't actually remember what the record was, but it wasn't about the records. Gave us all the record. Nate got men at work, so that sort of um, suits him pretty well. But he wrote a handwritten letter to every um, 22 players and just 
um, mine was about it was almost thanking me for the year, which saying um, we've re- relied on you a lot this year. Thank you so much for the year, um, which was pretty special, very special coming from the senior coach. About to run um, the biggest game I've played in my life. That um, obviously before the grand final a week later, but um, and you've got a coach writing you a heartfelt letter of how much um, the years mean to him, so, meant to him so far, and how much he um, has enjoyed me coming to Richmond and playing for Richmond. So, um, yeah, I think that's the best gifts I've certainly had off Dimmer. And um, there's been amazing gifts along the way, but just the, the thought about it, and um, it's quite strange, 22 blokes in the locker room about to run out the biggest, second big, biggest game of the year in a, a prelim final. And um, they're all just reading a letter very quietly um, from the coach, which, yeah, shows the level of care that Dimmer has. It's uh, something that's very special. I think the players hold uh, dear to their hearts. Um, I want you to, well, I will say you are a Swinburne ambassador and you, you've studied at Swinburne. Is that how you're keeping yourself busy whilst up here? Yeah, obviously um, makes it one positive about coronavirus. All the unis are online. So um, it has kept kept me busy and um, it's been good because we're obviously living in a hub and it's um, sort of you're always around the footy environment to um, sort of sneak away and do a bit of uni and, um, apply your mind in a different way, which is really great. And Swinburne's been um, amazing at that, making it very adaptable for everyone. All right, these are the curly ones I want to throw at you. Yeah. What have you, what have you what's the luxury item that you've brought into the hub or received whilst you've been <laughs> in the hub? You know what it is. <laughs> uh, I just got a lovely bike off Giant last week. so uh, For all the Instagram followers out yeah. there, you can go and have a look at Lynchy's new bike. But you've been touring around a little bit, have you? Yeah, just trying to keep up with you. Obviously, you're um, mad on cycling at the moment, so which has been great. We've been going out. Um, sort of back in the ring and um, it's been been sort of it's been really good fun to get out and sort of we can't do a lot obviously with the restrictions we're under but go out for a ride is a um, good way to clear the head and uh, the last one before I let you go mate and go and have some dinner uh, this has become a bit, it's a bit like Survivor up here in the hub yeah. there's the, when you spend a lot of time with each other you can get ticked off about the littlest things so I want to I'm, I'm going to do this going forward I want to play the Survivor style if you were going to vote someone out of the hub and let's put them on a plane and send them back to Melbourne tomorrow, who, who's, who, well, let's say player, preferably. Who's <laughs> the player that you're popping back on the Virgin Airlines flight and sending them back to Melbourne? Uh, well, Nash has been thrown up quite a few times, yeah. but then you sort of... Feel bad for him? Oh, you, you, don't, you don't see him for a few hours and you sort of almost feel like you want to see him again and then he ticks you off again so he's been thrown up but I reckon Artsy Jake Artsy he's been been on the massage table been on the physio table I'd love to get some treatment I'm sure you would as well being um, the oldest player up here you'd love to get on the massage table but Jake Hart's been stealing it so I reckon he can he can get his flame extinguished yeah, there you go Jackie boy flame, flame <laughs> extinguished on Jake Arts. Uh, Big Lynch, he's, he's not a fan, but he's been a very good player for Bloody us going for. So, Tommy, thanks for joining us on Tiger Time, mate. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And for Jake Arts, the tribe has spoken. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time is for Swintopia, the best of Swinburne life brought closer to you. Stick around, still plenty more to come.